Have you ever wondered who you really are, underneath all the layers? When you see yourself through the lens of human design, you see your most authentic self. Join us on a journey of self-discovery as we dig deeper into topics relating to our spirituality. In this space, you will receive wisdom from us, Gemma and Chloe, as we guide you towards your most aligned life. Welcome to the Soundboarding on Human Design podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we have a special guest, Heather. Hey Heather. Hello, thank you girls so much for having me. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Um, we are going to be talking about the major astrological alignments of 2020, which is really cool. So we're all very excited to chat about it. And to start off, well, right now Venus retrograde is probably the biggest thing happening at the start of the year. Did you guys want to talk about that? <clears throat> yeah, let's yeah. do it. Heather, do you want to just, before you jump into how this uh, Venus retrograde is affecting you and the collective, do you want to mm-hmm. just quickly introduce yourself and your deal? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so firstly, thank you guys so much again for having me. I am truly honoured to be invited onto your projector podcast. <laughs> um, my name is Heather. Um, I'm also an astrologer. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and human design reader and teacher. Um, I live in Melbourne as well, like Gemma. Um, yeah, I, hopefully we can give some insightful insight into what 2022 is bringing (laughs) this year. Um, I think, yeah, this Venus retrograde, I mean, that's just it. It is very much like Venus being the planet that's associated with like very much like relationships, right? Not just how we relate to other people, but how we relate to everything in our life, right? You relate to I relate to like my space. I relate to my career. I relate to my finances. I relate to my parents. I relate to my friends. Like every single thing in existence, we are constantly in relation with. Um, And so with Venus being retrograde, we're really getting this like it's six weeks, um, I believe, a six-week period from it started like December and it's going to be going through up until the start of February, I believe. So really getting this six-week period of retrograde Venus, which is essentially this check-in analysis, like re-going over and revisiting the way that we relate to things. So really like looking at all these different areas of your life, all your different relationships, um, your finances, how you're relating to every different aspect of your life. And just sussing out the quality of that relationship that you have with these things. Like it's so easy to ignore the relationships that we have with, I think, things that aren't people. Um, And it's also really easy to ignore the relationship that we have with people that we'd, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that feels a bit dicey, but I'm just going (laughs) to not think about that. Yeah. Um, So I think that, yeah, for everyone, Venus Retrograde really provides a beautiful opportunity to be like, okay, what have you not been looking at? And how is it impacting the rest of your life, right? Because nothing nothing exists in a vacuum. So um, the way that you relate to every, how you relate to one thing is the way that you relate to everything, really. So checking in with that. But, yeah, what, what about you? Yeah, guys? for sure. Well, I really loved 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm like, that makes it even, that makes it more clear for me as well. Um, so yeah, the, all the reevaluating of everything. I suppose it's interesting that Venus retrograde happened over the holiday season as well and over Christmas time when you're kind of like go back to families and going back to seeing people from, yeah, your, your past a lot of the time, which I probably brought, brings up, I mean, always brings up a lot of things to people. Um, but I have noticed for quite a lot of people that Venus retrograde is bringing up exes and just old friends and old, um, yeah, just a lot of old romantic situations, which can happen during Venus retrograde. (laughs) But yeah, kind of just thinking about what kind of relationships you want in your life, um, which is really nice. I like to think about what kind of people I want to be friends with and what, like how nourishing those relationships really are. But yeah, not just people, as you said, the things you want to have and the experiences and all of those great things that we value. Mm. Yeah, values is a good, a good word. Um, mm. Yeah, what, what, are you, like, what are your values in all sorts of areas? And it depends mm. which house in your birth chart Capricorn rules. So for me at the moment, it's in my fifth house, which is the house of love and romance and children and creativity and hobbies. So for me, I'm currently reevaluating um, my, my idea around relationships and romance and how I want that to look and being ready to start dating and fi- kind of figuring out what that looks like and what my, you know, non-negotiables are. Um, and for you, Chloe, it's in the sixth house. Is that right? Fourth house. Fourth house. Okay. So how's that showing up for you? Well, I'm moving house, so it's showing that I am changing, reevaluating where I want to be living because the fourth house is the house and family and emotions as well. But, yeah, especially I think it's quite it's quite literal for me that it is in the house of home and I've decided to move houses. Um, and I suppose because there was that Pluto conjunction with Venus in December as well, so that was – a big change and that's happening um i think mars venus and pluto are all gonna come next to each other coming a little stellium mm-hmm. um at the start of march which sounds like pretty pretty powerful as well yeah. mm. um so that's gonna be also in the house yeah that capricorn there it's still, it'll still be happening in capricorn in whatever house is in your birth chart so I'm wondering, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, yeah, I'm like an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to pinpoint whether it'll be good or bad. Like I was doing a reading yeah, I don't know. the other day and I was like, this could be really good or yeah. it could be really shit. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's one or the other. <laughs> or it could be both. Take you a pick. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, that, that's such a great point. Um, I love what you said, Chloe, about like it bringing up like exes. I mean, that's like the cl- classic Venus retrograde, isn't it? It's like people from your past coming back, crawling back in. Um, yeah, and it's funny. I can share a little personal example of it. It was just mm. too literal. Like so I broke up with like a serious ex, oh, God, five or six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And because I'm staying at my parents' house now, I thought I'd gone through all the like boxes of stuff that I'd left at my parents' house since I moved out, which would have mm-hmm. been just after the ex and I broke up. Um, and then 
two days ago, I found this box of hidden stuff and it was all like jewelry that my ex had bought me that I'd thought I'd thrown out and like a stack of photos of us. So it wasn't <laughs> even like, and again, I think jewelry is like very Venusian too. Mm. Um, so it wasn't even literally like this person coming back into my life. It was just them sneaking back in, in a strange roundabout way. Yeah, oh, that wow. is so Venus retrograde. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. I love that day. Yeah. Yeah. So all that stuff. Yeah. And, and like there were some jewels that I was like, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> like, this I'm is gonna, actually quite nice. Yeah, I'm going to do a big energy <laughs> cleanse on it, but, <laughs> but it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, bring it back. It's yours now. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think, yeah, that's so classic. Venus retrograde. Um, what what else is really Venus retrograde? Oh, I'm sitting reading. I'm reading Harry Potter again, and I feel yes. like that is just like childhood love. Um, and there was this Harry Potter reunion back on on HBO right now, and I'm like, oh, classic that this is coming on during Venus. Everyone loves. It's not very good. Wouldn't recommend, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but if you love Harry Potter, you'll watch anything associated with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Should we talk about Jupiter in Neptune? Because I'm so excited. Sorry, not Neptune. Jupiter in Pisces. <laughs> yes. I'm Let's very talk excited about, about Jupiter in Pisces. Yes. Go for it, Gemma. Start us off. All right. So Jupiter is the planet of luck and expansion and growth and all the good things. He's my favourite planet. Um, <laughs> he is finally in his home sign of Pisces. He's just moved in, I think it was in the last week of December. Um, and so he's so much more comfortable being in this sign than he was in Aquarius, uh, where he's been the last, I think it's been maybe the last year-ish. Um, and so whatever house you have Pisces ruling um, is going to have a lot of blessings and luck and growth and expansion. Um, and I think he's just happier there in general. So mm -hmm. as a collective, it just seems like we're going to have more, you know, Pisces is the sign of spirituality and the esoteric and things like that. So I feel as though Jupiter being there, people are going to hopefully kind of wake up a little bit more to um all things transcendental and spiritual mm. and um, Chloe. Opening up their subconscious a little bit probably. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Chloe mentioned as well to me the other day that it's it's going to conjoin Neptune. I think it's towards the oh, – it's in April. April, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's super exciting as well because that's like definitely indicative of a lot of good things happening for more spiritual kind of things as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, it's going to be go a really cool conjunction. Oh, no, that's okay. You, you talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm – see, it's funny. I don't know. I think I have – I'm a bit like you guys with the Mars, Pluto, um, Venus thing with this. So, like, it sounds really good, but I'm also a bit, like, anxious about this, how this Jupiter-Neptune thing's going to go. But then I like what you said about it being really deeply connected to spirituality and our connection to our divinity, Gemma, because I think that – just like with any, you know, transit, it can go one of two ways, but 
if you do have that connection or awareness um, that there are things outside of what we can see tangibly, you know, in a 3D sense on this planet, like if you're mm. aware that there are Pisces things that exist, when you have the planet of expansion meeting the planet of no boundaries meeting together in that, it's not going to be as shocking, right, if something, you mm. know, was to happen where we did all need to collectively turn to spirituality or we could collectively no longer ignore our divinity kind of thing if you have been practiced in that area you're like yep cool i'm adapting to this aware of it no worries but if if you're like you know and there are so many people who are kind of like Meh, if, if i can't see it it's not real or whatever um then it could come of somewhat of like a shock or just like you know like oh my god like mm. you know a shock to the reality that they've built up kind of thing so yeah i, I was feeling like that this could result in like huge disillusionment around mm-hmm. um like around maybe around politics because at that time when um it's like mid-April or whatever that's just around the Australian elections oh. um and I'm like maybe that'll cause I don't know some kind of yeah massive disillusionment then but it or it could be really Everyone's feeling like super compassionate and super <laughs> like wanting to vote for the right people, like have our country run by good people. Mm. Um, but I also just don't have faith in that. Um, <laughs> and I'm also, you know what, do you think that this is a weird correlation to make, but maybe some kind of massive floods are going to happen? I can mm. see that. Jupiter, see Neptune, that. Pisces. I'm like, floods yeah prepare your houses if you <laughs> live in a flood prone area <laughs> yeah. yeah and uranus in taurus as well mm. like we've been waiting oh, to kind of see yeah. how that's going to manifest for a while nothing too crazy has happened maybe but... shocking natural disaster i hope not but it's definitely possible yeah yeah Absolutely. And Maybe a tsunami. Imagine that. <gasps> oh, shit. That's, oh, my that's worst terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that, I have dreams about that. So all do the I. Time. Okay, well, let's just really hope that's not going to happen, guys. We're not putting that out there. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> we have control over the weather. <laughs> we <laughs> and we're looking on the high side of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be everyone's going to go really spiritual and the new earth is going to be created. And all of a sudden, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah. The spiritual revolution is happening. Oh, so yeah. Right. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> no the floods cannot touch us. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's funny. I mean, that you kind of brought up. I had no idea there was an Australian election coming up. Um, that's good to know, Chloe. Um, but but I mean, yeah. I mean, the ultimate disillusionment, the ultimate lie, and Neptune is very connected to lies, is that uh, mm. who we vote for has any impact. <laughs> on our actual Mm. life so maybe that is just what more and more people are starting to realize like this whole idea of two parties who if you break it down are really representing the same thing just in different tones Mm -hmm. um and moving more away into you know that more like doing our own thing and governing our own individual responsibility for sure yeah yeah maybe we'll people will be able to more see into the veil and be like yeah this Mm -hmm. is not really working so we'll just yeah take our own responsibility and uh, live our own lives and kind of take responsibility for our friends now um i wonder but i think it's i think it's going to be really nice like for for us for sure all of that massive 
imagination, poetic, mm. dreamy energy. Like I'm going to get real arty. I love that. <laughs> what house yeah. is it in for you girls? What house is Jupiter for you girls? Um, it's in my sixth house. Okay. Pisces. So beautiful. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah. I hope I get into some cool work. <laughs> I hope I get some good work opportunities soon. Jupiter, yes. please. Hit me with it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm open. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, me, what about you in guys? in the seventh house, oh, which yeah. is like very exciting for me. The seventh house <laughs> is the house of relationships and partnerships so mm-hmm. I've been waiting a while for this transit to happen I've been looking at it for years like wow what's gonna happen when Jupiter enters my seventh house Ooh, that's interesting I yes. need all the blessings I can get in this area all the so. blessings yes uh, a harmonious spiritually inclined relationship speak it Heather speak it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so good Gemma <laughs> it's coming it's coming <laughs> Yeah, you've been waiting for this. This is time. <laughs> oh, it's my time. Yeah, it is. What What about you, Heather? Um, well, it's it's in my twelfth house. Uh, so honestly, the last thing I need is more focus on my subconscious mind. So <laughs> I'm just so ready for it to go into Aries, to be honest, which is happening in May because <laughs> that's my first house. <laughs> I'm like, yes, let's take action. Let's do big action. Let's do mm-hmm. things. Let's expand. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, probably shouldn't ignore, Gemma will tell you, I probably shouldn't ignore the subconscious stuff. So trying to be very mm-hmm. present with my Jupiter and mm-hmm. my, I mean, 12th house is just everything that we hide and especially everything that we hide from ourselves, right? Yeah. The things mm-hmm. we can't necessarily see. So, yeah, there's been a lot of emphasis on that. And even though Jupiter is a planet of expansion and blessings, I'm like, I'm a bit over it. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's, yeah, leading to blessings, but introspection can be hopefully it'll manifest is just to identify like wildest dreams hidden deep in your subconscious and then when it moves into aries you can act on them and be like fuck yes i Best love that ever. Yeah. <laughs> i love that and i think that's a really good reminder that we need every sign of the zodiac and we need every house Mm. of astrology like they're all there for a reason um you know you can't have the action the aries the first house without doing the like you said imaginative um nature of pisces so beautifully mm. said thank you chloe yeah mm. of course and as well i think because neptune's been in that house for you for so long heather mm. um there has been some highs and lows and some fog and some illusions and some you know um trickiness in that house for many years now what's well, been like it's been five years or something and the neptune's been in pisces mm, yeah i think so yeah so um i can imagine why you are ready for that for neptune and jupiter and all pisces things to kind of be done with but <laughs> i think that jupiter going in there will really be the cherry on top of like maybe the completion of some cycles for you mentally yeah. and, and you know mm-hmm. um but yes, maybe that is a good segue for us to talk about Jupiter then going into Aries on the 10th of May. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Anyone got anything to say about this? <laughs> I just think it'll <laughs> it'll make us quite impulsive with our actions probably. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll make oh us God. really energetic and enthusiastic and, yeah, actually do say we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, 
Yeah, exactly what I was sort of feeling about it, Chloe, is that like the way that I picture it is literally like, you know, when you, people say like light a fire on, under your butt, like that's it, you know, like Jupiter and Aries is like literally lighting a fire under your butt and like springing you into action because <laughs> like, you know, like you said, you've been saying you're going to do this thing or you've been like putting stuff off and now it's just like, meh, get up, get to do it. it. Yeah, exactly. And probably yeah. enthusiasm and excitement about it too, because it is Jupiter. Yeah. 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 I think we're going to feel a bit invincible, especially <laughs> people that are already like really adventure risk taking. They're probably like with Jupiter and Aries. They'd be like, oh, nothing's going to hurt me. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> I'm invincible. <laughs> but obviously um, depends what area of the chart it's seventh house so I'm like oh hopefully this is going to be really like great time in relationships as well yes totally it's going to be a whirlwind of like passion for you Chloe I love that oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you've said that (laughs) well my eighth house so I'm not quite sure how it's going to manifest for me Mm. we'll see I feel like for you because Eighth house is like very spiritual, so maybe your your business will be like thriving, especially because mm. we've got later on in the year the March, and isn't that in your tenth house, Gemma? So it's it like ooh, lots of good career stuff happening for you. Oh, I'm very I'm very um, hopeful that that is true. Yes, and I mean eighth house is ancestral stuff too, so. You know, if we were looking more internally, there could be some like ancestral healing or even just like connecting to the ancestry or something like that going on. Mm -hmm. I just realized, yeah, I just realized like with it being in my first house and just what Chloe was saying about risk takers being more risk taking that I should probably watch out for like falling, like falling off a cliff or taking (laughs) out BMX riding and (laughs) breaking my head. Maybe roller skating isn't. We were going to roller skate, Heather, but maybe that's not the wisest idea in May. Yeah, okay, we'll take May off. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's going to be great for you having Jupiter through the first house. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to it. How exciting. I want to do that. I I want to do that. I mean, so for everyone listening, one of the big like astrology sort of things is like if you want to get an understanding of how a particular transit's going to play out in your life, look back at you know, well, for Jupiter 12 years ago when it was last going through Aries and sort of remember or look back on what was going on in your life then. So I haven't actually done that for me. I haven't even figured out how old I would have been 12 years ago Um, because then you can get an idea of at least some of the themes that were coming up and then Mm. just correlate that with your life right now because I really want to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd be really curious as well, but I feel like 12 years ago I was so young, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like It's got to be so different. I think 12 years from now, yes, this will be great mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to look back at this time. But I'm like, what, what was I doing as a 12-year-old? I can't right. remember. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but I mean, you would have been like starting high school. So maybe that's symbolic, you know, well, seventh house, mm. you would have been meeting new people, you know. Yeah, that's true. I but I also have just such a bad memory, so I really can't remember too much. But <laughs> anyway, that's okay. It'll starting a new cycle now. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, yes, should we talk should about we... Saturn? Yeah, we might as well. It's a responsible thing it. to do. 
Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I should have mentioned Saturn. <laughs> Gee, wait sorry, Saturn. Oh dear. Well, Saturn, uh, Jebra and I know this Saturn in Aquarius oh too well. Mm. I know oh. it oh too well as well. It's been really? on on my sun like all year. Oh, it's honey, not fun. Oh no. <laughs> what degree is your sun, Chloe? Um, seven degrees Aquarius okay. sun. Cool. Yeah, so awesome. there's been a lot of Saturn lessons this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but that's okay. Is it on your sun right now? We're I think Saturn's around seven or eight degrees. I think isn't it's it? a little bit above that now. Yeah, okay, no, good. I think it's, it's like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it's, it's oh, moved okay. off my sun a bit. Which yeah. Thank God. I had Get my off. yeah. I had my last um hit of my Saturn return on at the end of December. So, and that's eleven degrees. So. Okay. We've cleared that, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but, cool. yeah, Saturn Uranus. Saturn Uranus is sort of – is that what you girls were going to talk about? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we can talk about Saturn Uranus. I mean, this is, like, really a continuation of the 2021 story. Like, Saturn mm. square Uranus was really the big theme of 2021. Um, and I think, like, the way that I've really seen it is this, like, Uranus being the planet of chaos and shock and rebellion – um, and overwhelmed too, very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saturn being the planet of like systems and structures and the way things are done around here and all of that kind of stuff. So there's this this real natural tension between these two planets, but then you add in a square between them um, and you've got like extreme tension, right? So Uranus <laughs> is just testing the system mm-hmm. over and over again. Like, what if I do this here? What if I put this here? Will you Will you be able to hold up, hold steady? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like throughout 2021, we really saw a lot of those tests going on. And then I feel like through 2022, it's kind of like the system has the choice, like readjust or, or crumble. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's like on a collective, but also internally, right? Each of us has our own system, right? We have, we have our own personal, the way things are done around here. Mm-hmm. And it's like we really have this opportunity, this choice to shift and adjust um, our own personal internal structure, routine, all of these Saturnian things um, Mm -hmm. to be able to better cope with overwhelm, with pressure, with the things life will throw at us so that Mm -hmm. we can thrive um, moving forward. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, like we need to have this tension between these planets to make better changes. And I think having... um, so that they've been squaring. So all 2021, 2022, this is like the end of their square, isn't it? And then they're moving apart from each other more. They're, they're yeah, I think yeah. in October it's going to be the closest square okay. and then from there it will move. So it's okay. kind of like their, their finale. Yeah, the grand um, finale. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I wonder what will happen. Yeah, that maybe this will be the, the t- testing time then to be like what – what did hold up and what didn't hold up throughout mm. this like um, pandemic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we did have Mars Saturn in March as well, which I feel like will just kind of um, add like that extra bit of focus to restructuring whatever is going on for that area of life for you as well before yeah. this other, this, square keeps happening but yeah so I feel like yeah just Mars like approaching Saturn because Saturn goes stays in the sign for like three years or two and a half years or whatever so it's been there for ages we're not really too focused on Saturn until something hits it 
um, when Mars hits it, I yeah. Like for me, my, um, Saturn is in my fifth house, so I feel like it'll be just restructuring on like like maybe you should take your creativity a bit more seriously, or maybe you should maybe I should take my dating more, or whatever it is in the fifth house. What do you guys reckon? I agree. That's going to happen just for the listeners. That's going to happen on the fifth of April. So okay. it's kind of like whatever area in your life you're currently being pushed to be more responsible and master certain things, it will just be heightened in that time in April. Mm. Um, so it's obviously necessary, not always fun, but at the end of it we will become, you know, more aligned and we'll have our shit together more. <laughs> yeah, Can't for wait. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Ooh. Yeah, I no. feel like... <laughs> Yeah, that that Mars influence with that Saturn, like it's like increasing pressure on that already pressurized Saturn area of life where it's like, again, Mars likes action. Mars doesn't like you to sit still and just talk about how you're going to get your shit together. Mars like, Mm -hmm. cool, you've got the energy now. I'm giving you the energy. Get Mm. it done. Get it done. Get it done. Stop (laughs) talking about it. Let's do it. Let's get serious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real fire under the bum, if, if anything, Saturn yeah. and Mars. Like mm-hmm. there's two mm. different energies, very different energies, but when combined, that is like a souls, you cannot get away with anything anymore. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're whipping you into shape and get it, get it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like whatever area of life you're having this, like whatever area of life or area of your chart that Aquarius is ruling, Um, you know, try and visualize this Mars Saturn area instead of like this hard taskmaster, you know, see them as more of a mentor or a coach, you know, just have that little mindset shift where it's like, no, this, this like energy is on your side. It wants you to thrive. Um, so like follow its encouragement instead of being like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like Mm. stop making me do things. (laughs) Dad. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) No, it's good. You got everyone's prepared now. Like they know April fifth, whatever wherever that is, we're ready. So we'll be yep. okay. Put it in your diary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mars is doing cool things this like Mars is quite a focus this year because it's um it's conjoining Venus Ooh. like pretty soon. And like Mars and Venus together, that's just gonna be like acting on love a lot probably so spicy so. <laughs> yeah quite spicy yeah maybe i yeah what, what's gonna happen um lots of people getting married probably <laughs> mm, yeah or having affairs like really sexy or having affairs <laughs> yeah oh the the spice level is gonna be through the roof mm-hmm. you're gonna it's like intense need for like for, for sex yeah yeah completely That's what's gonna happen Yep. Yeah. And you could even say like, again, Mars with its lack for action could be like boredom within relationships, right? There might be that that desire to like spice it up in some way. Impatience. But then that's a good segue into the Gemini Mars retrograde that's going to go for like six months, which is going to be ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, Um, true. (laughs) When I first heard of that, I thought Gemini, I thought people that need like to change things up shake things up do things differently might find it hard in this time like it might be a little Mm. bit of like a I don't know like how do you guys think it's going to manifest Hmm. (laughs) impulsivity yeah like personally I do not like Mars retrogrades um I'm a heavily Mars ruled chart 
Oh, yeah, you, you are. are. My yeah. Gosh. Um, and so it's always really frustrating. Um, but, I mean, ugh, Mars retrograde. So, you know, I've spoken so much about Mars being associated with action and getting things done and whatever. So when Mars is retrograde, it's slowing down in a sense, like slowing right mm. down and then going back over territory it's already passed over. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like the slowing down of action. So, you know, what are some of those tasks or things that you're like, wow, that's gonna take forever and I don't have the patience to do with that right <laughs> now. You know, for me that's probably gonna be like sorting out all of the boxes of stuff that I do have at my parents' house. So <laughs> being like, what am I keeping? What am I not? At the moment it's mm. overwhelming. Um yeah. but then yeah, I guess you can also look at what area of your chart that Mars for you personally is going through because that's that mm-hmm. area of life where it's like, hmm, okay, if you rushed through things <laughs> in this area of your life, you might have to go back and cross the I's and dot the T's and all that mm. kind of stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think it might be kind of shocking because so it goes into Gemini in August and then it doesn't go retrograde until the end of October so yeah. but I feel like start of Mars when Mars is in Gemini it'll be like oh like quick thinking like everyone will be <laughs> learning lots of things it'll be like I don't know fast-paced communication but then when it goes into retrograde it's gonna it's just like that shock from Gemini but being in Gemini I think that's gonna we're gonna really fit mm, yeah. that's a great point but yeah but whatever area um, Gemini is in your chart is going to be super highlighted by this retrograde for literally seven months. Like that's so long. Where, um, where do you girls <laughs> have um, Gemini? Um, it's in my ninth house. Oh, fun. Yes. And I'm doing placement there for uni. So I feel like that is interesting. Like ninth house, higher education. Yeah. Um, and I, really want to go overseas but I'm like is this going to be a struggle with Mars retrograde um (laughs) potentially potentially yeah Yeah. I like is there going to be some conflict if if I go um frustration potentially frustration yeah yeah especially because Mercury is the ruler of Gemini so it's like when Gemini and Mars get together it could be Mm. there could be some cheekiness going on (laughs) <laughs> cheekiness <Yeah. laughs> I love that <laughs> what about you Gem um, so Gem and I rules my 10th house my midheaven is in the 10th house Ooh, so um... yeah as Chloe predicted the other day so definitely some career things going on but like yeah I don't know how that's going to look it might maybe it will look like as you were saying how they're like going back and being like oh okay what have I not really done well enough that I need to kind of um we lay the foundations for mm-hmm. or I mean yeah there's, there's so many possibilities with Mars retrograde it can show up in so many different ways so mm. just have to wait and see yeah that's exciting yeah what what about you um it's my third house um Gemini rules my third house of communication and speaking and writing and talking um and I it's funny like I you know we were talking earlier about the Jupiter and Pisces and that being very creative and imaginative. Mm. And while I was traveling over the Christmas break, I mm-hmm. went to this really like inspiring poetically um, place in Australia called Waterfall Way, which is like the New England of Australia, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded the plot for an entire novel. 
like <laughs> from the characters to like the themes and how it's going to like tap into like like old Atlantis like past life knowledge that I've had and stuff like that um, that's so cool and I plan my plan is hopefully that I can like clear a bunch of time in my schedule when Mars goes retrograde through my third house of writing to write it you know to actually bring it into manifestation um okay that sounds awesome thank you yes so yeah that's how I'm planning to use it to its highest potential yeah that's an epic plan and it sounds like such a cool book um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh like yeah. in a magical part of the world and just getting a download for an amazing book that's that's so special it was yeah I was just like I was annoying my sister so much I was traveling with my younger sister and like as soon as we got onto the road I was like I want to set a novel here and then spent the next three hours being like oh my god this scene's gonna happen here this scene's gonna happen <laughs> here and this character's gonna be based on this person but then this will happen and then she's like we need a fight scene here like she eventually got into it so I was like yes <laughs> <laughs> okay that's awesome uh, <laughs> I'm I glad she embraced it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you got if someone has a book idea you got to embrace that that's awesome um hopefully there won't be too many like writers books with Mars going retrograde I don't know mm, great point. but yes. maybe maybe not maybe it'll just be like the perfect time to slow down and really think about it and just like I don't know if you've carved out this space then it'll go really well look you're going with the intention it's going to go really well so it will <laughs> thank yes. you yes exactly yeah, yeah. no doubts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we mention the eclipses? Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, that's yes. a good idea. <laughs> Sail over that. Because <laughs> I mean, the nodes, which are you know really the harbingers or like that connection to the eclipses throughout the year, and we have four this year. Is that right? Four eclipses? Yeah, mm -hmm. four. Um, they're shifting in a few days, isn't it? Next week. Yeah. Yeah. January 18 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had eclipses in the Gemini Sagittarius um, mm -hmm. axis for the last year and a half, um, but they're moving into the Taurus Scorpio axis, which I am personally really excited for. Um, but what about what what about you girls? Are you excited, anxious? What's thoughts? Uh, I'm excited. I feel like yeah. it's always nice having a, a change mm. in this background frequency, especially because it's been around this whole like communication thing going on and media stuff for so long. Yeah. This Taurus Scorpio, I think, will be a welcome change. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be great. And these eclipses will just really I – I just like eclipses. I think that they're awesome. I, I love any kind of major change. Like, but <laughs> so if we can have some good endings and beginnings, yes, let's make it happen. Let's speed up our evolution. Spoken <laughs> like a true Uranus. I just like change. Yeah. Yeah. Also changes. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited too. I think it's going to be great. It's so. Um, it's yeah, Scorpio Taurus, and my son Mars Pluto conjunction is in the third house in Scorpio, so it's probably going to be a lot of impact on me. Um, mm. so I'm looking forward to that, and I think as well, I would highly recommend everybody start documenting when the eclipses are happening and what changes in their life because 
it's just so crazy to really take note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, eclipses bring about like they speed up the inevitable. So if, you know, in yeah. three years' time you're meant to be at this certain point or learn this certain thing or let go of this certain thing, it will just speed it up and shake you up until the things drop off that aren't really meant to be in your life. So whether that's a belief or a person or a job or whatever it is, um, it's just so interesting to take note and keep um, a document of that. And when things do fall off um, during an eclipse, it's awesome to kind of remember and realize that it's, it was meant to be that way so that you're not mm-hmm. in resistance and like fighting and like, no, I, I want to stay this way or I want to stay with yeah. this person or mm. whatever's comfortable. Um, for so sure. the dates for those, for people that are keeping track. So on the 30th of April, we've got a partial solar eclipse in Taurus at 10 degrees. So wherever Taurus is in your chart, have a little look. Um, it will be happening at 10 degrees. So if you've got any planets around that area, that's going to be quite significant for you. Then we've got a total lunar eclipse in Scorpio on the 16th of May happening at 25 degrees. So for you, Heather, that will be a big one because you've got um, everything. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah. So that's going to be fun for you. Yeah. (laughs) Then we've got a partial solar eclipse in Scorpio again on the 25th of October at two degrees of Scorpio. So Mm -hmm. um, Heather and I will kind of um, miss that one because, yeah, that's quite early degrees in Scorpio. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. my son though. My oh, son is, is four degrees, yeah. Oh, I know. All really hitting it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, my moon is 22 and my son is four. So this year okay. is. Yeah. Are you big changes for you this year? This is cool. Big changes. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> exciting. <laughs> um, and then we've got a total lunar eclipse, the last eclipse of the year on the 8th of November in Taurus at 16 degrees. So again, Beautiful. whatever you have in Taurus. Um, especially things that are near 16 degrees will be quite significant. And I think for the Pluto in Scorpio generation, which is quite a lot of us, um, it might be, yeah, impactful for us folk that were born in -hmm. that time period where Pluto was in Scorpio, which is most people aged, what, uh, 30? Yeah, 35-ish. To Mm 20-something-ish. Yeah. Mm. Do you have Pluto in Scorpio? No, I have it in Sagittarius. Yeah. So okay. I think in 1996 it shifted. Okay. Yeah, yep. start of 96, I believe, yeah. Okay. So people yep. that were born between 96 and I think it's like 80, 85, 84, 85-ish. Yeah. Yep. We'll have kind of maybe a little bit more mm. that the Scorpio eclipses will have a bit more impact on them just as a yeah. general rule. And I think um, also with, with the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, if you have any signs in – those not any signs any fixed signs in those degrees as well it would also because mm. it'll make those squares and good point yeah and that'll yeah. still so, really affect it if you're like around i don't know maybe like five degrees around the ones that we said yeah so that's mm-hmm. yeah, aquarius and leo as aquarius well. and leo yes yeah yes. um yeah i was just gonna say like just in general right for the um nodes moving into the Taurus and Scorpio like because I've been thinking about this for basically all of last year like (laughs) again we've had that like Gemini Sagittarius how we communicate why we say what we say and that you know emphasis on truth and who's got the truth and all that Mm. stuff with the south node in Sagittarius and then 
um, the South Node moving into Scorpio and the South Node really being something that we're releasing or letting go of collectively, um, being invited to anyway, like with the nodes, you always have a choice. Um, but that really being this like almost digging up, you know, Scorpio is like hidden knowledge, what's been mm. hidden, right? So it's interesting that, you know, usually the zodiac moves forward. So we go from Scorpio into Sagittarius, but with the nodes, they go, you know, quote unquote backwards. And so we're going from that dogmatic South Node Sagittarius, here's the one truth, abide by my <laughs> rules, into that Scorpio digging, you know, finally looking, yeah, but what's really under the hood here? Mm. Um, so I think that's going to be... A lot of secrets and lies. Absolutely. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, having four planets in Scorpio, I am very excited for that. I... <laughs> <laughs> the truth will be revealed. Yeah. <laughs> All I crave. <laughs> yeah, you guys are both so Scorpio influenced. I only have Chiron in Scorpio. That's going to hit one of because it's at one degree, so it'll hit one oh, of those eclipses. Ooh, so true. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Maybe I'll have to face my wounds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm prepared. <laughs> I know it's coming up. <laughs> And it's going to, as well, the North Node's going to hit Uranus um, yeah. in Taurus in October, um, which which will be dramatic, I suppose. Um, I feel like disruptions in, like, mm. food systems yeah. um, probably and in some, I don't know, distribution of resources in some way. Yeah, that's already being Who foreshadowed knows? currently, so... Yeah, 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 it is. Definitely a I'm good like, idea. Chucky's going to like, gonna go up. on strike. Yeah. Build your own veggie gardens. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Get a freezer. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> Build a bunker. <laughs> go as far as you like, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing with the North Node is, is it's this area of growth, this invitation for growth to reach into something. So it really is that, you know, with it going into Taurus, it's that invitation mm. to change a lot of the way we relate to food and mm -hmm. we um you know maybe it is necessary to we're realizing with all these food shortages and stuff well ideally <laughs> if you're grounded you realize like <laughs> oh maybe we do have to you know bring it back into the community and the way that mm. we've been sourcing and distributing and growing food it's not it's just not working and it's not sustainable no. um so yeah they could they could and probably will be discomfort in that area this year but you know. Maybe there'll be a massive flood. Sorry. And then all our food sources oh just won't God. be able to have access to them. And then we're going to have to eat air. I don't know. We'll all be like fasting like crazy. Okay, no, this is not going to happen. <laughs> yes. Major predictions for 2022. It's got to be a really exciting year, everyone. Um, there, there are going to be people <laughs> listening to this being like, oh, my God. <laughs> the floods are coming. <laughs> Build your boats. <laughs> Chloe said. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I stopped being so dramatic. But who <laughs> no, knows what's going to happen? <laughs> it's the worst case scenario. <laughs> and didn't you say you yes. have Uranus on the sun? So you're just like, give me the drama. <laughs> yeah, please. Me the drama. <laughs> I, I 
do. I want the drama. I want some, yeah, I'm like, I have moved a lot of times <laughs> since being an adult. Um, and I'm going to keep to move because of a flood that's okay I'll do it um <laughs> go to higher ground find my yes. community in the mountains <laughs> yes yeah yeah I don't know it's gonna be an exciting year I feel like okay. what's the most exciting thing you are for 2022 good question for me do you mean like personally for like us yeah. in our charts or just yeah in general? I think pers- personally okay for me, definitely Jupiter in the seventh house. Surprise, surprise, being a Scorpio. I'm all about relationships. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Luck and blessings. Yay. Um, and just, yeah, the, I think the vibe for Jupiter in um, Pisces, uh, brain fart, mm-hmm. is just nice anyway, <laughs> no matter where it is yeah. in the chart. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, Heather didn't sound so enthusiastic about it, but for the, for the most part, <laughs> I think it's quite nice. <laughs> what about you guys? yeah i do think this jupiter pisces neptune thing is going to be really nice um but i'm also excited for jupiter to enter my seventh house so yeah we'll see (laughs) yeah i hmm i think i think the thing i'm most excited for is probably jupiter as well but jupiter going into my first house Mm. um i'm excited for that I used to be excited for your Mars writing a book. That's that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, yeah, there are parts of me that are like quite anxious about the Mars retrograde. Um, but so just, you've had bad experiences with Mars retrograde in the past. Yeah, but it was it was when it was in my first house. Like it was that last okay. Mars retro in Aries that was just okay. torture. Um, but yeah, like just the whole way I have this year kind of planned out in my head, and you know. We can plan mm-hmm. things, but they won't go the way they're meant to. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really looking forward to that that Mars retro in my third house and that emphasis on writing and, and creativity and all that stuff. So, yes. Yay. You know what? Okay, I'm going to say it on this podcast. I am going to go to New Zealand during this Mars retrograde in Gemini and it's going to be beautiful and it's not going to be stressful because that's like a lovely, relaxing place to be um if I make it relaxing because Mars retrograde in the ninth house I do think that a overseas trip will be amazing yeah as long as it's not not too not too many things could go wrong nope it won't yeah it's an area that's like not angry at all like oh in peaceful (laughs) New Zealand (laughs) 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 I'm not going to Afghanistan (laughs) great idea (laughs) good good yeah okay yes i see this for you i love yeah this for you. okay the 2022 it's gonna be so good it already feels way more positive than 2021 yeah i agree, I agree. yeah the air feels lighter yeah more sure. peaceful it does mm-hmm. it does yeah jupiter and pisces is so lovely yeah. and you know what i'm also excited i know this is in 2023 but when pluto goes into aquarius i think yeah. that's going to be really cool as well what a big shift um, that will be. That's gonna feel that's gonna feel huge, isn't it? Oh, um, yeah. Yes. I have no I don't know what it's gonna be like, but it's gonna be great. How long has Pluto been in Capricorn now? Since two thousand and eight. Wow. So okay. a long time. That's For a long our time. adult lives, we were, yeah. like we haven't known any different. So mm-hmm. that energy shift is gonna be like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, is yeah. that when AI takes over the world with it being Aquarius? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be huge, the Aquarian age even more so. Mm-hmm. No, it already feels strong. Like there's so yeah. many changes from this virus, you know, alone. Mm. And I've brought about so many like technological difference, different ways of doing things. So yeah, it's going to be crazy. Did you, mm. did you guys actually see, I was like looking at the news this morning um, and there was this story about this model. And so Apple has these little tracking devices that they've made. It's meant to be like, find my iPhone essentially. But this dude slipped it into her jacket pocket and followed her, like tracked her oh. for five or six hours. The only reason she realized was her iPhone said, you know, you're carrying like a strange device kind of thing. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So I think like that, like for me, for some reason, that feels like very Pluto and Aquarius or at least like yeah. that real like dark mm, side of technology. But, yep. Oh, the dark. Okay. I didn't even think about how dark it could get. Like Black Mirror stuff is definitely going to happen. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> oh god. Yep. I could straight away Pluto and Aquarius. I was like, this is going to be amazing. But now I'm like, oh, there could be the, the beginning of the end yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> of being in reality. <laughs> it's all we're going to wake up from the Matrix and be like, oh shit. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, it's a good thing. We're excited for Pluto and Aquarius. I'm excited because I've got like all I've got Jupiter, Uranus, Sun at like this start degrees of Aquarius. So I'm like, this is going to be mm. some big personal revolution wow. stuff happening. Were um, you, Chloe, were you born in '96? I'm um, January '97. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my sister was November '96 because I was like, oh, you have a lot of the same um, energy as my sister so yeah that makes sense oh yeah yeah very close to her yeah (laughs) nice well your sister must be cool (laughs) she's all right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah no I think with that like Pluto and Aquarius stuff it's like yeah there will be that dark side of technology there will be that you know feeling of like slipping deeper and deeper into you know what the matrix predicted um essentially in Black Mm. Mirror and all of that stuff but you know, that's why we just have to more and more turn towards like community and being like, mm. well, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't need that. Mm. I like this reality. I like this world. I like this earth. Mm. Um, and so we get to like make a choice. Like, do you go along with the black mirror shit or do you be like, mm, actually, no, I'm going to hang out with my friends in the mountain. Mm. For sure. Same human that <laughs> understands, like we, we know it feels bad being on technology for too long. We know yeah. it doesn't it feels so disconnected and, and yeah, just not natural having, not having that um, face-to-face connection in those communities. So I, I'm sure everyone that is great will realize that as a normal human will realize that that's too much um, and not get like too sucked into the, yeah, the t- evil technology side of it. But yeah. it just depends on how, like, you know, whether they're an old soul, young soul, what their mm. soul's mission is on this world, in this world, mm. because I feel like, especially the younger generations, that's all they've kind of known. Like, so many kids yeah. and teenagers these days are just like <laughs> on their tablets and their phones. And like, it's actually really off putting when I meet, I've met a few, you know, like 20, 20 year olds or 21 year old ish people lately. And they just, they think it's okay to sit on their phone while everyone's sitting around and talking. Yeah. So like you'll be sitting mm-hmm. in a group and they're just on their phone. Yeah. And to me, that's like rude and weird and like 
why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like maybe those younger generations, they don't have the same, depends how they're raised, depends like on the individual, obviously, but it's more acceptable for them to just sit on their phone around other people and mm. they might not have the same amount of self-control or knowledge of the or social skills or social skills of like the feeling of the difference. Cause like, you know, you were saying Chloe, like people know that, you know, it feels better to be in real human connection than on a screen, but maybe these people don't actually know the difference because they haven't mm. had as much of a um, comparison, which is sad. And like, yeah, I just think for like, sure. the screen can't, you know, yes, the screen can trigger you, but it's not like real life human relations, like mm. escapism into the screen is easier um, mm-hmm. if you haven't learned, you know, conflict resolution and all mm-hmm. of these things. So it makes sense. I think though, like if, if anyone wants to, doesn't really know what Gemma's talking about in this generation of kids, like if you want to get an idea of that, there's this show on Netflix. I just saw it yesterday. It's called Hype House. Um, and it's just about like, it's a documentary or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's just about this group of TikTokers, like world famous TikTokers who live in a house together. They're all 18, 19, 20, and just Mm -hmm. quote unquote, make content all day. Like that's their life. They just party and record themselves doing stuff. So none of their life is real. It's all for the internet. Wow. Um, wow. That sounds interesting to watch. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Awesome. Inter- I mean, like, that does, it sounds scary. It sounds oh, cool. yeah. like interesting from like a detached perspective. Like, mm. do you not want anything to do with it? But I, like, how how are they doing that? I, I'm just curious. Curiosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I feel like that that's everything that's happening this year. That was that was fun talking about it all. Thank you, guys. You know, we also have um, four Mercury retrogrades, but oh, yeah. we don't need to talk about that. But I'm just like, that's a lot of retrogrades. That's a lot yeah. of Mercury retrogrades. Yeah. <laughs> and we've already experienced it today with trying to start this recording. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the first yeah. Mercury retrograde is starting on the 14th of Jan. So it's, you know, by the time we release this, it might already be um, happening. Maybe we should release it before. Yeah, let's pray that this recording <laughs> saves. Um, yeah. <laughs> Get it out there. <laughs> Get it out there. Do it soon. All right. We'll do. We'll do. Um, thank you so much, Heather, for coming on. You're such a great um, little chick to have. Great banter. Great knowledge. Aww. Just great all around, really. It's yeah, been thank so you so fun. much, Heather. Oh, thank you, girls. I had a ball. Thanks for having me. Do you want to plug your all your bits and pieces so people can know where to find you yeah absolutely cool um so i am on instagram um i have two accounts so one is just at relentless alignment that's my major business account um and my more personal one is at heather man astrology um and then everything that i do teach readings all that stuff um is just via my website which is just heathermanhumandesign.com Beautiful. Awesome. We should get you on another time, Heather, if you're open and talk about human design because we're all so interested in that as well. So that might be nice to touch on too. I would be honoured. Yes, it's been so <laughs> fun talking to you girls. This was Yay. great. It yes. has been. Awesome. 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 All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you got something out of this. If you, if anyone wants any more information, you can contact either three of us. Um And if you want to know kind of what's happening in your chart for this year, I think all three of us do 
um, year ahead readings. Do you still do that, Heather? Or not yes. Really? Yes. You do. Okay, good. All right. Brilliant. Awesome. Perfect. Have a great day, everyone. And uh, 22 is going to be our year. It is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.